Sisters Collective, and we're back for another sister takeover. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Listen, we can't we can't assume that everybody that listens has been listening from the beginning. So why true, don't we tell true. the people who we are? Why don't okay, we you okay, know, go okay. around the room, youngest to eldest? Oh, why don't we start with the youngest? Why not? Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. So we giving them like descriptions of who, you can who just is. say as much as you want to say. Okay. Let them know who you are. I am I am Jasmine. I am Jasmine. I am Lil Chick. I am the youngest. I am the photographer, the realtor, the mama. <laughs> I have I have so many titles. Um, but overall, I'm just me. I'm, I'm, I'm a vibe. Yeah. Oh, come on, be a vibe. I, I know. She's a whole vibe. Yeah, she a whole vibe. And going along <laughs> with that whole I'm a vibe, yeah. My name is Dr. Mandy. I am the knee babies. I am a counselor. I'm mommy. I do all the things and I do all the things well. Welcome family. Well, all right. I am Elizabeth Renee. I am the resident gym dropper. Yeah. I live for a punchline. I am quick-witted. I'm a writer, a creative. I also am in education. I'm an educator small business owner, poet, all things creative and, and creativity and arts. I'm into all of that. And right now I'm in grad school. Y'all pray my <laughs> in the Lord. Pray my hey. strength in the what? Lord. The Lord. The Lord. And I'm actually the middle child. I know Amanda calling herself the knee baby. I guess that's correct. But I am a quintessential uh, middle child. She's just the knee for the last three. She's right. the knee for the last three. That's <laughs> I'm technically the middle child for the last three. You're I'm not the middle, the the middle child. You're the top of the bottom three, and that's that. I'm the, it's the middle of the bottom three. So the I would be. Oh, the, that's right. I would yeah. be the middle of, of the, the top, top three. three. Yes. 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 And Bo would be the baby. Exactly. Of the yes, top. Of, of the, the top, top three. three. Yes. So clearly we have a lot going on in our family. Okay. Clearly. Listen. Yes. <laughs> a lot of us. So who are you? Okay. My, my, name is, my name is Jennifer Annette. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit of everything. I, I, I'm the boss. Of, so she thinks. No, no, no. I, I am the boss. Of, <laughs> so she thinks. In, 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 in several areas. It comes to being the oldest girl. Yeah, the yeah. oldest girl. And um, I, I just always like to take charge. I am the observer and I like to just make things happen. And so today it is my week for sister the sister takeover. The sister takeover. Making it happen. But before we start the conversation, I do want to um, do a heart check just yes. to see where we are this week, see how we're feeling. Um, it's a great week. And Jasmine, do you want to start? Sure. Um, this week has been great. Um, it was productive. I got a lot of stuff done and then I went out of town. Um, and this was my first, literally my first trip with my best friend since college. We haven't like just lives happen like immediately. So 
we haven't taken a trip just the two of us in literally since college. So we went, it was her real estate mentor. She's also in real estate. She's a realtor as well. And so we went down to South Florida for her, her real estate mentor's 50th birthday. And I ended up being her plus one because her husband was taking care of the kids this weekend with uh, basketball tournaments and things like that. And so she would not have to travel alone. I went with her and we had a blast. We had a blast. So That's good. A little getaway. Perfect yeah. timing for the getaway. It is. We are both moms. So we was low-key, high-key, milfing it on the beach. Like, listen. Yes. We are moms. Yes. Okay, listen. No, you should have seen the pictures. I saw it. I was like, Tatiana, this baby's so kind of cute. Listen. You're I almost was like, giving these people some nips, sweet pea. I was like, what we doing? She was not going to post it. I was like, Let, I'll post it's it. It's cute, though. It's I'll so post cute. it so you can post it. So you can repost it. Because it was cute, ma'am. Yeah. Wow. I looked good. So, yeah. Living your best little lives. Living, I love living, it. Getting the mom, mom free. So, Amanda, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. My week. I'm like, I always have, whenever we come to this heart check, I'm always like, how was my week? I barely remember what I did this morning. I feel like I got mom brain, like I'm still pregnant or something. Uh, my week was good. So, ending the week was a little bit hectic, um, like with being sick and stuff like that. But I am good. All is well and no complaints. You ever feel like it'd be seasons where you have to be questioning, well, how was my week? Like seasons where the week might not be a five, like you have a season of threes. Yes. Does it ever <laughs> feel like that sometimes? Yeah. But but when when in those times when it's a season of three, is it that you are making a three or really? Because if you compare it to what someone else is going through, that's why I'm always going to be positive because... If I look at someone else's life and what they're going through, they may be going through a deeper struggle. So I'm always, so I, I guess I look at the week. Well, it, it, it's a lot to that. Just because somebody else is having a good week, I think there's nothing wrong with me saying that I that my week didn't go well. well mm-hmm. Being honest about what your week was isn't a, isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And saying what my week is isn't never in comparison to anyone else's week. Mm-hmm. Nor right, am I right. going to be like, well... I shouldn't say I had a bad week because someone else might have had it worse. It's never a comparison to anyone else's. Like we get to sit in whatever the, the culmination of our week was, right, right. and it doesn't make us. Um, it's it's not like a a, a a negative thing to be honest about where you sit because if you don't properly assess where your heart is and be honest about that and be truthful, how can you do anything about it? You're right. right. And you also right. can't you also cannot compare your situation to somebody else's. Right, that's, that part. And then, then there that that invites in unwarranted feelings of envy, jealousy, yeah. or things of that nature because you're looking and comparing, oh well, my situation is looking like this. Girl, there are yes, there are people doing far worse and there are people doing far better than right. you. So you can't sit up here and, and not look at your own situation and be like, you know what? It's been a season of threes. It's been like, yeah. and we want to give is. people permission to be honest about that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because if if you don't, then the help that they need, they can never get because they keep always saying that they're a five. Okay, yeah. I understand. Yeah. 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 Help for being a three if you don't say it, right? right so right. yeah, I don't right. think it's ever in comparison to anyone else's. Um, I'm, I was just saying that in relation to Amanda's response, she was just saying like every week I have to think about how was my week, and I had it made me think. Well, there are seasons when. Sometimes you have to really be like, well, how was it really? Like, yeah. And and maybe I've been here for for a minute, and and we have to be okay with the fact that there are seasons where 
some seasons you are in a valley, you will not always be at the mountaintop. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right. But the fact that you got to the mountain meant that you came through a valley. You're not still in the valley. Yes. Right. So um I'm but that's yeah, just drop I allow myself. I'm I'm not afraid to feel. And so because I'm not afraid to feel my feelings, I don't run from them. I whatever it is that I feel, I feel. And this week actually was one of those weeks. It wasn't a bad week. There was just I had things that I need to get done. And I was having a hard time just starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Getting it done was not even difficult. Because exactly. the framework for it I had already been had already set it up. I got yeah. back in the gym this week, so I'm so proud of myself for getting hey, back started. You, that was a win. Yeah. That was a win. I went three days this week. I wanted to go at least four, but I went three and I ain't mad at myself. Listen, to just be starting mad at myself. Three solid days. Great. Um, ate relatively well this week, this weekend. The weekends are went a little ham. I might want to get that together. <laughs> but got back in the gym, so <laughs> win. But some of the schoolwork, I wasn't quite as on top of that as I needed to. But I told myself, I am not going to quit. Mm-hmm. I remembered the post that I posted about whatever had happened with the professor and somebody on there was Miss Richard. She was like, well, you, you've never been a quitter, so you're not going to quit now. I remember hey. things like that. So mm-hmm. when I was at the point where it was like, well, I could just not do these two assignments and just take the F and just take the class over and something we said, no, 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 no. But you don't that. quit though. Don't that's quit. not, that's not even in your makeup. I went and set my behind down at that cafe yesterday and got the assignment done. I have another one that is due today that it, that's not going to get done today, but it will get done, that's, right? That's, that's so right. those are the kind of hills and valleys that I go through within a, a seven-day span. So it was some wins, and it was some things that I had to kind of push through to make it become mm-hmm. a win. But at the end of the day, I still won. Yes. So in my, my week um, was, uh, I, I had a pretty successful week, um, but I had to speak to a group of um people on um, Friday and one of the questions that they one of the they asked me was would I go back and change you know like my major or anything that, you know what, because what I majored in in college that's not what I'm actively mm. working in right now and they said would I go back and change anything and that kind of stuck with me and it's really going to tie into our conversation um, for um, today, because I, I, in my response to the question was that I wouldn't change anything because if I changed any of the things that I went through during college, that I may not be where I'm at today. Right, right, right. And so I don't take anything back. I've learned from every encounter, anything that I've encountered throughout my life, I've learned from it and I think it's helped me all the more so they say a family that prays together stays together but what if you can't even get your family together we are the sisters collective three generations four sisters helping you navigate this crazy world one family meeting at a time this podcast is the intersection of education sisterhood and the ever-changing dynamics of family we invite you to pull up a seat and join our family meeting I wanted to talk today about for us to share something encouraging that someone once said to you and why did it mean so much? And that's just one question that I had um, for today because I can look back at high school, college, even in my professional career. And the one thing that I've had more of 
is people to speak positive over my life. Mm -hmm. they, I know there were naysayers and people who spoke negative, but for some reason, God kept the negative away from my ears to where it didn't impact and it didn't shut me down. Right. Right. Because there are some people who have negative spoken over their life and it just shuts them down completely where they can't function. So even through the negative, whether I heard it, or some, some things I did hear, but there were some things that were kept from me and I was able to still move forward. And I can look at every point in my life where there was something positive spoken over my life, spoken to me that now has me in the position I feel as, as it's part of the reason why I am and that I don't believe in quitting. And when you were talking about Miss um, Risper saying you're not a quitter, that's something that we, I know we've had people to speak over our lives. So I just wanted us to look at what are some of those things that were said to you throughout your lifetime, something that encouraged you that someone else said, and why did it mean so much to you? As soon as I saw that question, I can think of something that was said within like, literally last year, beginning of last year, that kind of changed the trajectory of mm -hmm. my life, in a sense. Um, and that was Whitney. And she said, um, basically, you, you need to live and be happy and healthy. Those are the main goals. Am I happy? Am I healthy? Like, is this uh, working for me? Is this making me happy? Is this making me healthy? And if it's not those two, and that's like mentally, physically, emotionally, right in all those areas and having that conversation with her and the way she said it and then also saying you need to live intentionally those two things being happy and healthy and then living intentionally really just i guess opened up my mind and started me to really reevaluate my current position in in life and i don't think if i if she hadn't been that open because it was that was the beginning of a conversation and we had so much more so many more words were, were shared after that but just having her say those two things to me really helped me reevaluate where I was and I was not in a happy and healthy position I was not I was not living intentionally I was merely existing mm -hmm. in that time I was merely surviving and if you continue to live in survival mode, you will never wake up. You will never like fully live. Right. And I and I feel like had I not had that conversation with had she not shared it the way she shared it, being vulnerable in what she was going through and allowing me to like reevaluate myself, I think I would not be where I am today. So can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. So what if she had not asked you that question or opened up yeah, yeah. Open you up to think. Would you still be now going through the same thing? Or what <laughs> you see what, what <laughs> yeah. would something have changed? Because it it would not have changed. It would it would not I was um I was in a space where I was like I was I was really unhappy. I was really, really, really unhappy. And I I think Arden wasn't even a year. Was she a year at that time? No. She was she hadn't even turned a year yet. And so you're talking about that still in that postpartum phase, not happy with life relationship and where I am. And you can wake up every day and like really attack the day or you can wake up and just go through it. Mm -hmm. 
and I was merely going through it. And there were times when some of my customers, especially towards the end of the year, when I had finally, I had woke up by the end of the end of last year, I had woke up and I was making changes. And there are some of my clients that would be like, something, something is off with you. Like something, something doesn't seem right. And I'm like, like the ones that like, there was one particular one that like, I shared with and she was going through a similar situation so she could recognize that in me what she was going through and so I think had I not had that conversation with her at the beginning of last year by the end of last year I would have still been fighting to like am I is this making sense what is going on like where what am I doing every day what am I doing I would have still been in the circle of what I was in at the time Whitney is a friend, she's mm-hmm. a friend, but do you open yourself up or did you open yourself up to your family? Like say, hey, this is what's going on. Or was it like, I'm right now, I, I just need to go through this and I don't want to include, you know, or talk mm-hmm. to my family about what's actually going on or how I'm feeling right now. No, I think, I think I, I had opened up a certain degree. I know I talked to Mandy about some of the things that was going on and I was still in that, it was still very in the beginning parts Mm -hmm. of me like figuring out because I felt like I was going crazy. Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't, like stuff wasn't making sense to me and Mm -hmm. it was me having that conversation and talking to a therapist and being like oh no, you're you on on to something. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) But did I talk to y'all? I don't I think y'all knew I knew that I wasn't happy. I don't know how much, how in depth, because that was still, I wasn't, that planted the seed of like, reevaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. And then as I started going through, like analyzing, that's when I was able to vocalize, even with y'all, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't think this is going to last. I don't think, you know, that's when I was able to really kind of vocalize it a little bit. I don't think I... And here's the thing, and this is just my my take on it when mm-hmm. it comes to moving, transitioning from one space to another space, or just transitioning through what I call like murky moments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody doesn't need to know. You're right. Even family. There are some things that we go through that we're supposed to we're supposed to go through. We're supposed to kind of push through it, and and so everybody doesn't necessarily need to know every detail because when when you include me into your business, then that becomes a weight for me. Right and, right and that is okay when that person is has welcomed that weight but if they have not welcomed that weight then you do people a disservice by including them in your business now i don't say right. that because we don't don't want to be, bear the weight with you but she had to get to a place of clarity with what, right. what weight she was carrying and what right. she was going to do with that weight so that we could help her carry now this leg of the race as she has made her decisions to to make some transitions and some exits we are helping to carry that weight with her now. But at that time, she had to make some decisions as to what she was going to do. Because what you don't want to do is invite people into a space when you're still deciding what you want to do. Right, and right. then we help you make a decision, then you go back on that decision. So it's, I think it happened how it was supposed to happen. Right. Just like you said, you would change nothing. It happened how it was supposed to happen. Thank God for a friend like Whitney that was bold enough to say and to, to see and say, now, yes, because I, 
because we're close enough with one another, you can sense when people are in different spaces. You can sense when things aren't um, at 100%. You might not know what it is. You might not know what's, what's, what's subtracting from them, but you can tell when they're not at 100. We can tell that. And so we might have been able to sense it, but we didn't know it. And, and it wasn't until she shared that we knew the full But details. I only ask that question because I, I often wonder when we don't have a, a Whitney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we are not sharing because mm-hmm. it's not to be shared with everyone. How often do we go through things longer than yeah. we need to oh absolutely because yeah we Point. don't have anyone to talk to that's the thing and we don't have anyone who girl can really speak to our situation and give us you know clarity and I, not be judgmental because i've so been in i've been in situations where with, <laughs> with with friends where they were going through something and they told me if you mad i'm mad right but that's then me. Yes. but then you made up and right. i'm still mad right so, so, right, right. so I that's why you have to that. be in a specific space to say, like, can I share this with this person? They understand that I'm trying to figure this out. Right. Um, and I like I live Tatiana and I were able to have a conversation this weekend and I was like, I'm I'm sorry. I had to apologize. I had to apologize because oh. I was like she obviously knows that I stayed longer than I intended. And she wanted, as a friend, wanted to speak up and say things long ago. But it's like, can I say, can I speak up? Mm-hmm. And is this going to have the impact that it needs to? And, um, and she was like, you know, her and Darius, they kind of s- step back at certain times. And I was like, I, I had to step back because I couldn't be there I couldn't be there and be present for them as friends because I couldn't be present for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's in those times that you have to realize that yes, you need those friends, you need the family, you need it. But sometimes you don't even have the words to say, Hey, I need help. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. But I'm here. Yeah. Like I, she was just like, you took on so much. And I didn't like, I'm 20. <laughs> I was 20 years old raising somebody else's child. Yep. And I didn't see the weight of that. I yeah. didn't, I literally did not see the weight of it in the midst of it. I did not see the weight of it. All these years later, I'm like, yo, you, <laughs> you did a lot. And in the midst of that, I couldn't be present. I could not. I went years of not doing because I was doing for others. Yeah. And so I couldn't be present as a friend because I was barely present for myself. Right. And so mm-hmm. when I finally, when I got the the balls, okay, when I got the gumption to be like, hey, so I can't do this anymore. And she simply said, happy and healthy. And I was like, yo. That's that's a word. Like mm-hmm. I, those happy and healthy, the two simplest words ever, mm-hmm. and it was a light bulb in my mind and mm-hmm. in my heart and my soul to be like, I am neither of those things right now. Mm-hmm. I can't live like this anymore. And I and I think it's important that um, people like Whitney come along that are able to speak to where you are and then speak to where you where 
where the healthy and happy is that right. like, like if she hadn't given you that kind of it was like a light switch moment that kind of forced you to transition because you were already in a space of desperation where it, I can't do this much longer. Right. Right. Um, so two things I'm happy. Number one, that for the reconciliation and, and the clarity that you got with um, Tatiana, her as a friend, not knowing how to show up for you, because like you said, until you have properly shown up for yourself, you will never be able to show up for somebody else. Right. You will never be able to advocate for another person. You can never give to anybody what you have not given to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not loving to you, you cannot be that loving to other people. Right. If you don't speak well of yourself, you don't have well to speak of other people. Mm-hmm. And you're a better friend to others when you're a better friend to yourself. Right. And, um, but I'm also, I also want to applaud the fact that you stood up for yourself, not that stood up for yourself. Isn't the word I want to use that you advocated for yourself, that you did what you needed to do, even though it was going to be difficult, even though you feel like you were in it too long, but it had to run its course. It did. Mm-hmm. Cause it had you mm-hmm. to leave before it had run its course. That's how people go back. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That's right. how people go back. Right. It had to run its course. Right. So you did. You weren't there longer than you needed to be. Right. And that's, so that's and, the narrative. And I have, and I have mm-hmm. artists out of it. Oh, and that's. I mean, that's and that a is the biggest thing. blessing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was not a mistake. It I'm was not, not a saying. The, the, no. I'm not saying that any of. Just like Jen said at the beginning, nothing you have been through is a was for happenstance. Right. None of it was a mistake. Right. He would do what he needs to do to get into this world. What needs to be here. Mm-hmm. None of it was a mistake. You weren't there too long. And I honestly still feel like we were ordained to be a part of Junior's life. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yes. Were yes. Oh, yes. There, was a, there, there were yeah. pieces and parts of what we had to give him that he needed. There was Imagine, a matter of protection Imagine over that boy's the life. Ten years that, the 10 years that he had us as a part of his life, mm-hmm. what, would the, what would the trajectory of his life be like had that 10 mm-hmm. years not been infused? Where at least one thing I know we did is loved him well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then right. you look at most weekends. He was, he was here with with mom, and he's reading his books, and he's talking about the, uh, the presidents. And you ask him anything about the president, he knows, he knows he knew. it in and out. And so then you you look at like you can sit down and have a conversation. He just wants family, and so that's something that even yeah. if you look at it now, like you you miss him. I miss him I miss now him. because and here's the thing: those were seeds, and we don't know what those seeds are going to give birth to. But I know it was it wasn't for nothing. It, yeah. Those seeds right. are going to come back, and that has been my prayer. While it may seem like there's a cessation of the familial element between us and him, those seeds are not going to. They did not go into the ground of his heart and then not spring up something. Right. They're going to spring up something. Right. They're Absolutely. going to keep springing up something, and we, we, we'll live to see it. My prayer is that we'll live to see the fruit of every seed that we planted in mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And that he will recognize, oh, I got that from here. Oh, right. I got that from there. Right. Oh, it's some people that love me. Oh, it's some people right, that are right. rooting for me, regardless of, of how things are playing out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's, that's dope. That was the long and short of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go back for a second. Um, and I was going to say a few things based on what Jasmine was saying. Everybody's not meant to carry every leg of the race because in your race you had, or in your journey, there were people along the way at every step, ones that you could share things with at the very beginning, whose heart and mind could carry the weight, as Buzz said. And then someone who at the right time, the word was spoken over you at that right time. And the only reason I went back is because that brings me to me. So my friend just yesterday asked me the question, I learned from all of this, like what was the lesson? 
And so, like we said, that we wouldn't, um, we don't regret any of the things. And it was like, Lord, could you have turned this light bulb on a little sooner, homie? Like, Lord, could you have just said something a little louder so I could have detected and discerned your voice that this was you? It was just funny because I was like, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't regret it. But along the way, if I had just stopped and looked and listened and um, just heard the voice of God that he was speaking all along. He was giving me signs. He was giving me light bulbs. He was giving me those things. But sometimes like the desires of our own heart, um, it all it ends up having to play out. And I was like, God, and I'm just grateful that he's here to help pick up all of these pieces that, are, you know, in this situation, he, he knew where, where I was going to go. You know, he knew, you know, where we were going to end up and what was going to need to, to happen in the end. Now, in retrospect, I can look back and see that God was definitely trying to lead me in a different direction. And I think there's definitely a difference between his perfect will and his permissive will. And I think as a parent, um, we sometimes, you know, you keep telling your child like, okay, this isn't what this isn't what's best for you. This isn't what's best for you. This isn't what's best for you. And sometimes you just have to let them walk it out. And when you let them walk it out, they, they're going to end up coming back being like, you know what? I should have listened. Me in that situation, though I don't regret it, I definitely know that it didn't have to be this way. Could have been different. I do believe that God's perfect will wanted something different for me. But now that I have walked in this and I've walked it out, God is absolutely using it for his good. Um, yeah. Using it and turning and absolutely turning it around. Um my one friend definitely was like, no, I think you need to go just through this because the way that you're walking it out and all the things. I think um, in that, like with Junior, I'm so glad that he was a part of our lives. My kids absolutely love him. And he was just something really, 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 really special. So um, I'm glad that the path aligned just the way that, you know, that it did. But I would say the thing that, that was spoken over me was Anderson. Um, she was my middle school teacher at Robinswood and I was just a hot mess. I lived with my dad at the time. Um, and so nobody was really like doing my hair or like making sure that I was lotioning or just anything. And out of all of those kids at Robinswood Middle School, for some reason, um, she took a liking to me. And so she would have me come in every morning and like straighten up her, um, her like desk. And she was the home ec teacher, person who taught me how to sew and to do all of those. Um, you know, things like how to cook and all those things. Not as if I do any of that well at all today, but I just spoke um, just a lot of positivity. She was telling me that she was like, you know, that you're beautiful and that you're going to be something that you, there's just something different about you. There's something special about you. And I think that when I became an educator, that same like mantle or that same um, love for children and being able to pour into them just was, you know, natural, um, so giving that exact same, you know, not that exact same thing, but whatever it was that I needed in that time, she gave it. My dad wasn't there and I wasn't, my dad was there, but he was working and I wasn't living with my mom. And so she was almost like a maternal role. And it's funny because at that time, Miss Risper was the principal <laughs> of the school. So um, all that thing came full circle. But, but yeah, so she just spoke life um, into me um, at a time when I needed it when I needed it. And I just saw how important that was as an adult to naturally give back to kids in that exact same way. So, so that's what it was. I stop and think about, I'm answering the question, but I'm also just looking at 
the threads that God used to, to, to sew our lives together. Um, I stop and think about who our pastor is right now. And the fact that it was um, probably 2000 and maybe one or two when I met him and he walked into the gymnasium of our church. And that just happened to be a, a Wednesday or Thursday that I was assigned to speak to the young people. And I got up and I must have said my name and he recognized the last name to the youth leaders who happened because he was friends with their family. So he walks into the youth group. I'm up speaking. I mean, just the timing of it all. He happened to come on the day that I was speaking. He happened to hear me say my name and recognize Bellinger. Bellinger. That was my seventh grade science teacher's name. Wait a minute. He came and started speaking to me and we literally have been inseparable ever since. Mm. Now, pin that. Only to find out, not only was my older sister, his seventh grade science teacher, Amanda was his classmate. Right, right. Okay, okay. And then we have Amanda that just talked about Miss Anderson and Miss Risper was the principal. Well, then I could talk about Miss Benjamin, who was the guidance, my guidance counselor, but was also my mentor assigned to the same time. Miss Risper was also in administration at the school that I was teaching at. So all of these people, and then Miss Risper becomes the principal at the school that Jennifer, the first school that Jennifer teaches at is because Miss Risper was the principal there. And Miss Risper to this day is still instrumental in, in her life. So it's the threading together of all of these mm -hmm. people, like, it was so designed. Like, this is why exactly. I know I'm at the church I'm supposed to be at, and I know yeah. I'm attached to the man of God I'm supposed to be attached to. Because even if, even if I had not been speaking that day, somehow he was already going to be in my life because he was her teacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was his teacher. Mm -hmm. He was Amanda's classmate. That's not happenstance. It's not. It oh, it's not. It just happen, right? It doesn't just happen out of the blue. And so when I think about how particular God has been with our lives, we are loved. Indeed. Measurably. Like, I can't think of specific words that people have said. But I know, I just know in my heart that there have been so many turning point moments. Miss Sally. Miss Sally. I remember the Orange County Migrant Youth Association. And I don't think those people understood how much they saved our lives. Because, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot. We weren't doing bad, but it just wasn't a bunch of encouragement. We were in, we were just being raised by elderly people. And, and sometimes they think all they have to do is provide a home, but children need a little bit more than just a home. Right. And so God made sure that we missed nothing the encouragement that we needed, the support that we needed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was the exposure that we needed. We needed to see what it looked like for parents and families being raised in a certain way, being raised in a certain kinds of home. We were, we were exposed to a different kind of luxury that our lives did not afford, mm -hmm. right? Being wild, Every weekend I would go to my mentor's house and I would stay with her over the weekend, taking trips with her. So it wasn't always what was said. It's a lot of times it was what was done. Mm -hmm. um, it was the care that people took for us that they didn't owe us that. And we couldn't us. pay them anything. Mm -hmm. And all they wanted us to do was to become what it is we're becoming right now. Right now. Yes. So 
That's deep. Mm -hmm. That's all they ever wanted. So when so when so when good things happen in our lives and Miss Mistress put something on my page, that's why I can finish what I start. Mm -hmm. When I post something on my page and B. Benjamin comes and says something on my page about how proud she is, that is why I will never quit. That is why I support children with the kind of urgency that I do now because people supported us. There was never a moment. God made sure that we missed nothing. 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 We lacked nothing. Even when it was not present in our home, he made sure that there was a community that was picking up the slack. And I think that's why we go so hard for kids the way we do. And we go so hard in, in industry and how we push so much for family is because some people are not getting it in community and the family's going to have to do it. But when there's a family that is not, the community's going to have to do it. So if it's one thing that this podcast stands for, it is for family and it is for community. Because if, if the family does not take up the slack, the community has to. Yeah. You have to. Look around and see who, who is missing something. We talked about that today in church, how we are all answers to somebody's prayer. Mm -hmm. we, you were put here to do something. Mm -hmm. Look around and ask, what am I supposed to be contributing to? Who am I supposed to be helping? Your hand cannot always be out. Your hand has to be empty enough. If, it, if your hand is going to be out, it needs to be full of something that you're giving to somebody. Yeah. And so... This is the season for us to stop and figure out what am I here for? Who am I here to help? What question have I been designed to answer? Because if the family is not going to fill the gap, the community has to. Right. And that's everything that we stand for as a podcast and as, as sisters. We are both family, but we are also community. Mm -hmm. When I was speaking on Friday, I was just looking at all the things and the ways that we've been protected over the years because our lives could have gone any mm. way. It could have gone different. So many directions. But I said, I, even in times when I didn't know how to pray, somebody was praying. Mm -hmm. um, somebody was looking out because there were certain things that um, I know that I was involved in that it could have gone another way. But I know that God has had his hand on my life from the beginning um, and because he's made sure um, that the outcome is, is different. And so I am always trying to pour into someone else, speak a positive word, make those phone calls, have that communication with people so they can see the things in them that people saw in me. Right. Because there were times when I was being like so negative but someone there was always someone to say this is what I see in you this is where I see you going you're okay like you are because I have had people to speak negative and tell me all the things that were wrong with me mm. all the things that you need to fix this you need to fix that and when people say so many negative things at times it can shut you down. It can down. be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming and it can shut you down. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, and I have been in spaces where I was not good for myself and I was not good for other people. And I can remember one Sunday being in church. I don't know if it was Sunday, but it was one message that um, Apostle preached and he was talking about how can you lead if you can't follow? 
And some of the things he was saying, it's like, have you been, you, you been listening to me? Because all the things he was saying, I was doing those things being negative, not following leadership. And that's not just leadership in church. It's leadership on your job your boss. and your boss. And I was not a good follower. So how can God bless me to be a leader if I can't follow the leadership that has been put in? I quickly changed everything. I had to, and I didn't personally go to my boss and apologize, but what I did was I fixed Change your behavior. Mm-hmm. I changed my behavior. And you could see within a six-month period, Things started changing, and I received promotion. And I'm like, "Oh, so God, you've been trying to speak to me this whole time, but I wasn't listening. I was just trying to be negative. Woe is me. Why am I not getting this? And why am I not getting this?" When He's trying to teach me a lesson and saying, "Okay, this is what I need you to do, and I will provide for you." And so my thing has always been. I'm going to be a listener. I'm going to try to pour into other people. I know I'm not perfect. And I'm not I, I'm not trying to be perfect because I know I'm not perfect. But what I'm trying to do is listen, learn, pour into other people. I'm thankful for the people who have poured into me and who didn't give up on me because I didn't know how to be loving to myself at times. I didn't know how to be loving to other people. And they could have given up. They could have said, she's so negative. She don't want anything. But they did. They said, I see something in you. You're special. You're a leader. People follow you. They always spoke positive over my life. And I'm trying to live that out today. So I'm thankful for all of the people who didn't give up on me because they could have. How often do we give up on our kids? Because they are not, they don't know sometimes how to be positive. How often do we give up on kids because they're not acting the way we expect them to act or they're not showing us what we expect them. So we have to continue to pour into all kids, tell them what's right, speak the positive over their life, regardless to what's going on. That's our future. I can mm-hmm. look back when I was a teenager if they didn't continue, if they, if people gave up on me, where would I be? I don't know. I think we forget that we meet people at different parts of their story. And yeah. you meet them uh, in, in chapter two. With, and if you read books, chapter one might be about one character or about one part of their life. Chapter two is about another part of their life. We met them in a part of their life that wasn't so bright. But rather than flipping the page to see what else was coming along or helping them to flip the page to see what was coming along, we judge them based on the chapter that we meet mm-hmm. them in. And so it's very important mm-hmm. that, that we not sum people up by what it is, we, how we meet them. Their presentation when you first meet them is just the sum total of their situation at that time. That's not the sum total of them, though. Right. That's not all of them. That's simply the culmination of where they are right now. But there's so much more to us than than what you meet right now today, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm I've enjoyed this topic also because it feels like we're like in our pay it forward season. Mm-hmm. We receive yeah. so much from people, and we're in a season where we're trying to pay it forward and trying to now bring the next set of people along and pour into people the way people poured into us. So I've enjoyed this for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like there was another question you had mm-hmm. on there, and I feel like it would probably take us 
even longer. Uh, even longer. Um, <laughs> you think your friends are learning from you? Yeah. Mm. Um, I know for me, I would probably say something about perseverance because the people that know me know me know some of the things that I've gone through. They know some of the ways that my childhood panned out. Um, they know about some of the parenting. They know about some difficulties with college. I still am in my total right mind, still serving God, still running my businesses, uh, my businesses 20 years later, still in good spirit. So I think, I think what I leave for my friends or what they might see for me more so than anything is, is a person that perseveres. I would use that exact same word. I think I would use that tenacity, but I would just say above tenacity, I would say perseverance. I think knowing just pushing through despite, you know, just the verse that you don't, you really don't know what people are going through. And you're just like, Lord, I, I don't know how I'm making it through this by your grace. Um, uh, but yeah, so I would have to say that perseverance is definitely something that I think that I would be showing that I might be showing them or teaching them. Um, because I think once people do find out what you are going through, they're like, ain't no way, like, you know, that you went through all of this, but but carrying it gracefully and doing it and not saying that it don't be some ugly cries. And, and I wasn't even trying to intentionally carry it gracefully, but letting them know, despite what you're going through, that God is with you. And I think my faith is also something that I would be showing them, just walking it out with the Lord and let God handle it and not um, and not us trying to put our hands in it because when we're trying to do it, I think, you know, God is trying to do, he, he work his, do his master plan, trying to work it out. And, you know, so just letting God lead the way, I think, um, helping them walk it out faithfully, um, what God is doing in their lives as well. So, but yeah, so that's what I would say. Jasmine, Jen. I, I feel like that might be the word. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, um, again, I guess Whitney, like one of the main people that kind of, I guess, helped me reflect back on the things that I've kind of gone through. She called me on my birthday and was like, like, you are doing so well and you are persevering through all of this and you, at times you could go all the way off, but, and you could be negative. You could like approach it very negatively. You could, but you don't, you hold your head high and you are showing dignity and grace throughout everything that you're going through. And you are out here still, you know, doing what you have to do. Um, despite everything. So I feel like that is, uh, even though at times you don't feel like you are, right? like, you know, you feel like, oh, girl, I'm just barely, <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging on it. Like to myself, me to me, I'm hanging on <laughs> threads. But if, cause that's just because you're in the midst of it. But what people are seeing and what I feel like my friends are seeing is like, you are pushing through, you are, continuing you are striving to get past this particular situation the best way that you know how to and with dignity at the same time mm -hmm. i i can even look at I, I think for me strength um because i can go back and look at the day when um both jamela and eric found out they had cancer i was a new principal at oak ridge i I don't, I don't even think I had been on a job a month. And so you have to look at, um, Eric was in the hospital and I went, I remember going to the hospital and 
I'm like, everybody need to come see him because what I'm looking at right now, he's not going to live much longer. And so then you're trying to lead, trying to, you don't know what's going to happen. But then after his passing, you're trying to grieve at the same time. And then you're trying to be supportive. And so I can just look at things that have happened year after year after year there's a certain level of, of, of strength that I feel like I've had and I'll, I'll deal with things because I still have to leave. I still have 200 people who look at me like you need. So there were certain things I had to do to take care of myself, but then I also have to leave at the same time. And so, and I think it's also being understanding of people that often tell people when they're going through something, that your family comes first. Mm-hmm. Right. At the school. Right. You take care of your family. Right. And that's what's most important. And so that has been my message to people, even when I'm talking to people now, take care of yourself because and take care of your family. That's important. And so I think that's where we have to continue to check on people and make sure people, because people are going through and sometimes you'll never know it unless you start having conversations with them. So I think right now we have to be, we have to really continue to check on people. What was the thing though that you said that your friends would say about you? Strength. 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 Okay. Yeah, strength. Okay. Strength. You can see that. This was a really good episode. So, uh, yeah. That's what we do mm-hmm. today. And yes. listen, we make no apologies for it. Listen, no. at all. Listen, Not this is our family meeting. Thank you guys for joining us. All right, all right. We will see you what soon. Soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Sisters Collective. Tune in next week for another family meeting. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and follow us at the Sisters Collective on all social media platforms. This episode was sponsored by Reach Educational Consulting, your preferred educational services partner, offering virtual tutoring, test prep, and learning coach services to learners of all ages. Connect with us at wearereachorlando at gmail.com. That's W-E-A-R-E, reachorlando at gmail.com, or at Reach Educational Consulting on all social media platforms.